Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Foray, and we're here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. So quarantine has really forced us to really find this new normal. And I'm saying normal with little quotation marks in the air because we hope that this is not going to be the normal for too long. But this may mean that you're eating from home more often, you're working out at home, you're spending more time with your family, you're finding sources of entertainment at home, and you're really just kind of working to balance and figure it all out. So we're going to be sharing the top three things that have worked for us in quarantine. Now, two of these things are going to be for online teaching. So if you are still teaching right now, I mean, bless your heart. I feel so bad for you. That is me. (laughs) Yes, that is absolutely Michelle. She, I think it's what, five weeks? I saw, well, we just finished a week. So now I have about four weeks. All right. So four weeks and I'm pretty much done at this point. But we're going to share two things for online teaching, and then we're going to also share one thing that's working for us personally. So hopefully this can give you some sort of inspiration and some ideas of what you can start to kind of implement into your own life during this new normal. Now, before I share a TSH, Bridget, I had to share this with you, okay? Okay. You would be proud of me. Do you know what I did in between our last episode and this one? No. What did you do? I opened all my Amazon boxes, which you were giving me a hard time about. I am so proud of you. Did you try everything on? I did. So I'm still waiting on one piece of my Willy Wonka outfit, but it's looking good so far. I have to say I'm kind of upset. Why? Because I didn't send send you a picture? picture. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. But here's my reasoning. stinker. I want to wait and send you a picture when I have like the vest to go underneath and the little walking stick because then it will just all come together. So it's coming. All right, fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. Today's TSH or time sucking hurdle comes from Tina. Tina says, my TSH is constantly looking for new ideas. I am like sitting here right now going, yes, this is literally me. (laughs) Tina says, I like to try new things, but it can be very time consuming. It's almost like I'm constantly reinventing the wheel. I wish I would just stick with what works for me rather than always looking for something better or cuter. Now, this fits perfectly with today's episode because I don't know about you, Bridget, but whenever I I see people doing things online. I'm always like, ooh, I want to try that. (laughs) And sometimes this works well, but sometimes it doesn't. I'm going to give you all an example, okay? And this is not something I'm proud of. I, you know, I like to be healthy, and I shared about this in a previous episode. And I follow a lot of health and fitness people on Instagram, and I had seen people sharing about this green juice. So it's like this powdered substance that you add to water, and it's supposed to give you all the like micronutrients from green vegetables. Yeah, Bridget's face right now, it's like all scrunched that up. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, so gross. it was the most disgusting thing I've ever ever put into my mouth. I hated it. And this was something I had seen everyone else sharing and they're like, oh, it's so good. And then I get it and drink it. And I'm like, what is this? This is awful. And the worst part, Bridget, (laughs) do you know how much I spent on this green juice? Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell me. It was like over a hundred dollars. Now I got, and this is also where I messed up. I got a green juice and they had like this red juice, which apparently was sweeter and 
blah, 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 blah. So I ordered them both at the same time, which was a huge mistake. I should have waited until I tried one. So I spent over $100 to basically take one sip and then they went into the trash can. And what's really funny is just earlier today, Billy brought it up again. He loves to bring it up because he knows this was a horrible purchase. Does Trent ever do that with you when you make a bad purchase? Oh my gosh, all the time. He just walks around the house and says, look at something else you bought that we don't ever use. (laughs) Yeah. So he said, well, now that you're on this new like health and fitness kick again, like, do you want to go get more green juice? And I was just like, I, goodbye. I can't with you. (laughs) What a stinker. I know. He's such a stinker. You know, it it, this kind of brings me up to remember, I think we mentioned it in one of our other episodes, but we talked a lot about remember those screens where you or the boxes, the light boxes where you could change the oh yeah <laughs> the saying on the light box for your classroom that was probably one of the things that I would have bought and I was like I'm gonna try it because everybody else is doing it and then it was like a total fail <laughs> yeah that and the letter boards where it had the little notches where you would stick the letters in I still have one in my classroom but I literally change it once maybe twice a year because I just I don't have time for it yeah right now the one in my kitchen actually still says um like stay safe and social distance or something to that extent. I thought it said, it's hold the on. exact same thing. It's been that way since March. I thought it said, keep calm and wash your hands. Well, no. Did no, you change it? That. No, I don't. Maybe I changed. Yeah, I changed it to like social distancing. Oh. <laughs> right See, when we first started this. <laughs> it's been so long since I've been at your house. I don't even know what the letterboard in your kitchen says anymore. <laughs> it's funny. But you know, there are times where things that we see online really do actually work, right? And it kind of may take us a little bit. We have to kind of see it over and over and over again. That's why a lot of the really irritating commercials that you watch, they say the phone numbers millions and millions of times because your brain needs multiple opportunities to kind of say, all right, all right, I get the hint. I'm going to end up trying it out. For me, audiobooks and podcasts took me four ever to get on top of. Trent was constantly listening to them. Everybody else around me was listening to them. I'm like, I just can't do it. I was really into YouTube at the time, hence why I started a YouTube channel. But I love podcasts and audiobooks now. Love them. And now look at you. Not only do you listen to podcasts, but you have your own. (laughs) It has come full circle. So full circle. <laughs> now that we have shared, you know, these little funny things that we have tried and sometimes they worked for us and sometimes they didn't. Let's focus in on these things that we have tried during quarantine that have worked really well for us. We're going to start with the things that have to do with online teaching. Now, personally, one of the things I've started doing in terms of online teaching that has worked really, really well for me is creating slides for each lesson that I post for students. This is one of those things where afterward I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like it should have been common sense because I use slides to teach every single day in the classroom. I create slides for every math unit. I create slides for every reading unit. I create slides for every science unit. It just helps keep me organized. And for whatever reason, it's like I forgot that when it came time to teach online because when my team teachers and I started posting lessons, we would give directions with like a numbered list of what students had to complete. And then we would just attach all of the links and documents and things that they needed to that post. And we quickly realized that did not work well for our students. They got very overwhelmed. And even though there was a listed, you know, a list of directions, they still couldn't follow it. So 
all of a sudden it was like, well, duh, how about we put them all into one slideshow? So now when we post a lesson, all that's attached to that lesson is one set of slides. So they click on the slides, open them up, open them up. And on those slides is everything they need. Links to any websites, any videos that they need. We typically import the videos directly into the slides. And then we actually have the students complete whatever the questions are or the organizers directly on those slides. So that way it's just one thing that they're opening up. And I feel like it has made both of our lives easier. It's made it easier for my students to follow what's going on. It's made it easier for me to create the lessons. Like I would rather use slides and copy slides I've already made as a template and just put the information in instead of writing these detailed directions every single time. And it's made it easier to grade because all I have to do is open up this one document instead of prior to this. Sometimes I was opening up two or three different documents to get all of their information to be able to grade. So that is one thing that has worked really well for me. Bridget, what about you? Yeah, um, that's a really good idea. I feel like that's really similar to, um, they, we call them like pages in Schoology where you can just like have one page, the kids will click on it and then it'll open up everything. And I will put like directions, video links, images, anything. The only thing I can't do is like do an assignment. Like they have to submit that. They have to do that separate. Oh, okay. No, I really like that idea though. That's really nice. And I I bet it makes it a whole lot easier for you to go through and plan for the next week. Do you know what I mean? Like you can already have that stuff going. And so you would just kind of plug and play on your one slide and then just put it up. That's nice. Yeah. Once I did it once, I, I you know, I have this template now that I can reuse. So it's made it really easy. Yeah. I love it. And I'm sure it's beautiful. Gotta say it. You know, Michelle makes beautiful slides. It's not my best work, (laughs) but it will do for online teaching. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that's really worked for me, and I have to say, guys, like when we first started the online teaching, I was like, man, I'm going to make really epic videos because I do lives. Like every Sunday I have a live chat and in my live chats, they are super epic. Like I have slides. I have like split screen now. I've got all the cool setup. I'm like... What? I'm so happy you brought this up. I meant to text you before we started recording the podcast. I watched a little bit of your live and I saw the like split screen where you had it on the the papers yep. and stuff that were next to you. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yep. I'm a big baller when it comes to live chats now. <laughs> but... I had all this gear and I was like, man, I am going to make a really epic live, like really epic videos for my kids. It's going to be really, really cool. Y'all that stopped like after the first one, (laughs) I could not do it. I was like so exhausted. I'm like, this is too much. I don't want to get ready. I don't even want to brush my hair. I'm refusing to do it this way. So what I have done is instead I do screencasts for every video every video, I use my iPad and I do a screencast. Now, I do have the 12.9 iPad Pro, but if you have either, I think it's the 2019 or they came out with a um, a cheaper version of just your basic iPad, it's compatible with an Apple Pen. 
It's fantastic. Guys, I use Notability or any sort of like annotation app. I can just hit screen record. I can record it. I can talk. I can like model and write things and highlight things. It is the best thing ever. And it's so easy for me to be able to give students feedback. It's easy for me to be able to model for them what I need. They don't need to see my face. They just need to see what it is that they're doing. So I use Screencast for everything. I got the split screen model going on on there. It is fantastic. Now you said screen recording. Is this just like the screen recording that's on like an iPhone where you just like swipe up, hit the button and it records your screen? Is that the same? Yeah. So you would kind of like drag it from the corner. It's on the upper right hand corner. You drag your finger down. Um, Now, if you don't have it already um, placed on there, you do have to go to your system preferences and you have to kind of add that button to do the screen recording. But yeah, you could just hit it, record, make sure that you're recording audio. So you have to kind of like hold it and it will tell you if your microphone is on or not. I've done that a couple of times where it was like I recorded something and I did not check that I had done the audio or not. And of course, the kids are like emailing me, there's no sound. I can't hear anything. So that was a hot mess. But yes, it is fantastic. Like all I'm doing is recording my, my iPad screen. So everything that I'm doing on my iPad, my students see, see it. I'm so happy you brought up the audio portion of it because I'll be honest, I'm a pretty techie person for the most part. And I had heard people talking about doing screen recordings like on their iPhone with audio. And I was always like, I don't mm-hmm. get it. Mine doesn't have this option. So you have to hold it down in order to get that. Yep. So you kind of drag your finger down from the upper right hand corner and then you should have your recording button once you get it going through system preferences. And when you want to check that there's audio, you just hold, push it and you hold it and then it automatically will pull up and say, you know, start re- screen recording. And then underneath it, it'll say microphone on. It'll be red and then you can turn it off and it grays it out. So that tells you whether or not your your microphone is on. OK, well, that's a game changer for me. I'm definitely going to try that out once we finish this because I was so curious how to do it. So now I'm happy to know that it's literally that easy. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm trying to actually figure out where to go. I don't know if you know, Michelle, like I can't remember exactly where do you go to see um, how to get it recorded. Do you know where to get that? Oh, like in your system preferences? Yeah. Um, okay. So Is it accessibility. No, no, no. I'm going now I'm on my phone. I don't know if it's different for an iPad, but I went to my settings and then I'm going to control center and then I'm going control to center. customize controls. Yep. yep. Okay. So guys, if you have an iPad and you don't have the, um, the screen recording button on your control center, then you go to settings, control center, customize, and then you can add that in there. So it's, really, really easy. Yeah, I'm so happy you shared that. So another thing that has worked for me with online teaching is using split screen on my computer. Now, what I mean by split screen is basically where I have two different windows open. One is taking up the left half of my screen and the other one is taking up the right half of my screen. Now, I have done this for years. Like I've always loved trying to maximize my screen and having multiple things open. But I quickly realized that that was a necessity for online teaching. First of all, let me tell you like how to actually do it. And then I'll share like why I do this with my online teaching. Now, if you have a Mac, you can actually do this super easy. 
Up in the top left-hand corner of any window you have open, there are three colored buttons, a red one, a yellow one, and a green one. Now that green one, if you just click it, it's going to bring that window into full screen. But if you click and hold down on it, it's actually going to give you a couple of options. It's going to, or I'm sorry, actually, I'm trying this on my laptop as I'm like doing it. Bridget, do you ever do things where you just do it without thinking about it? And then when someone asks you how to do it, you're like, wait, I don't know, because I just do it. Yeah, no, all the time. Yeah, so I misspoke there. You don't you don't hold it down. You actually just hover over top of it. So put your mouse on top, but don't click. It's going to give you three options. The first option is to enter full screen. That's like just clicking it. But it's also going to give you an option to move window to left side of screen and move window to right side of screen. And when you do that, it's going to automatically resize it to just that half of your screen. Then you can open up another window and do the same, but for the opposite side of the screen. I don't know if Windows have a way to do that with a click of a button like that. They might. I don't know. But even if that's not an option, here's what you can do. You can take a window. And when I say a window, I mean like maybe your browser or maybe a program you have open like PowerPoint. You can actually resize that window by putting your mouse over on the side. It will typically become like an arrow and then you can click and drag it in order to resize it. Then you can resize it to half of the screen. Again, open up another window and do the same thing, but resize it to be the other half of the screen. Now, let me share why I have loved doing this for online teaching. Every single day from about 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., I have Google Meet up on my computer that entire time. I use that as like small group teaching. So sometimes I might schedule a time with a student and say, hey, pop on at 10 o'clock. But even if I don't have small groups scheduled, I still have it up and available for any students who have questions. So if my students have started their work and all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, they can just pop on Google Meet and I'm already there to help them. I feel like this has really allowed me to be efficient with my time in terms of helping students. However, I don't want to just sit with Google Meet on my computer screen, just smiling at it with no kids there. Like that is a waste of my time. I want to be maximizing my time to get as much done. So what I do is I use split screen. I always have Google Meet on the right side of my screen. And then on the left side, I'll have like my browser window with say my email, Google Classroom, maybe my attendance spreadsheet. So while I'm sitting there either waiting for a student to get on or if no students currently have questions, I'm doing other things. I might be grading assignments. I might be commenting back to students. I might be answering emails. And it allows me to really maximize that time. Yeah, I love using split screen. Um, I especially love it when I have like my bigger screens where I can really see everything. It is just a fantastic tool and it really does help you to get more out of the time that you are you know, when you're working on your computers. So I think that's great. All right. So I'm going to share my final really good thing that's been working for me when it comes to online teaching. And this is probably going to be really, really simple, but it really has worked. And that's developing a very strict routine for work hours and completing tasks. Now, I know you're probably like, well, duh, but here's the thing. I mean, when I say strict, like I mean strict, like I told myself that at nine o'clock I need to be in the office. Nine o'clock, guys, I'm in my office and I'm sitting down and I do not leave until 
12 o'clock for when my lunchtime is. And I kind of keep those hours. And so I truly do make it a, here is the time that I am working and I'm going to abide by that. There is no, well, let me go ahead and run out to like Target or something. I don't do that because this is my work time. I need to be focused and I need to be working. So by developing those strict hours and that strict routine, I am have been so much more focused And it also, like I said in probably one of our last episodes, it is really allowed for me to kind of turn work off when it's time for me to turn work off. So again, I know that this is probably something that's like common sense and everybody's like, gosh, Bridget, I can't believe that you're sharing that. But it truly has helped me. And I think kind of abiding by that has been really good for me. And I know like Michelle, didn't you go through and I think we like talked about like a schedule for you and you even started to create that very strict schedule for yourself. Hasn't it worked? Yes, I also had to create a strict schedule for myself. And what I'll say is at the beginning, meaning the first couple of days, it's difficult, but it's something where as it becomes a routine or a habit where Mm -hmm. you don't even have to think about it, it becomes so much easier. And it does. It allows you to become more productive, but also create that work-life balance that I think we are all wanting now more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I had very specific things that I would do during this time, right? So like I got into the habit of, it's almost like you going through your schedule for the day. I went through this kind of schedule that I pretty much had set up for myself. I would sit down, I would check my emails, then I would move to Schoology, I would check the grades, I would check the attendance, I would check all of these different pieces so that I wasn't forgetting anything. And that really just felt me it left me feeling so much more relaxed because I felt like I was starting to kind of tick off all of my boxes, which was great. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I figured out my flow of like, I go from this to this to this. And it it feels good going into the day when you know that you have that. Yeah. And now that we have that, Michelle, like now that we have that, it's like school's going to, well, not for you, sorry, <laughs> but school's almost wow. over for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to do that. It's okay. <laughs> now let's move on to those personal things that have been working for us in quarantine. We're each only going to share one because we didn't want to give you all too many things that you couldn't apply to your teaching life. But I think you all will really appreciate the personal things Bridget and I are going to share because they definitely can apply to all of you in your lives, whether you have a family or don't have a family. So one thing that has been working for me personally during quarantine is going for my daily walks. Obviously, during the school year, I don't really have this luxury. I do not have enough time during lunch break to be able to go for a walk. During my planning, I'm obviously busy, you know, planning and grading and answering emails and making copies and everything else. So I don't typically get to go for a walk. And I've quickly realized that I really like walks because it's a chance not only to get outside and get some fresh air, it's also a chance to get moving and get some exercise and it makes my body feel good, but it's also an opportunity for me to just stop thinking about school and honestly, my responsibilities in general, because Bridget and I both have a lot of responsibilities outside of just teaching and that can become very overwhelming and it can feel like a weight pressing down on you. So during my walks, I literally literally turn my brain off of that, which I'm not usually one to do. Like when I go to bed at night, it's so hard for me to turn my brain off. But for whatever reason, I've kind of conditioned my brain that when I walk out of the house, I've got my AirPods in, I've got my sneakers on, I am no longer thinking about work. 
My favorite thing to do during my walks is to listen to podcasts. And I think that really helps me get my brain off of all those responsibilities. So my number one favorite podcast, if you are a fan of The Office, (laughs) you've probably heard me share this before, but I'm sharing it again because I really like it. There is a podcast (laughs) called Office Ladies. Now, this features Jenna Fisher, who played Pam in The Office, and Angela Kinsey, who played Angela in The Office. And they are recapping every episode. They started with the very first one, and they just give you little facts and behind-the-scenes information, and I love it. Now, I have actually caught up on all of those episodes. Like, I've listened to all of them, and some of them I've even listened to twice. Hold on. There's not that many right now, Bridget. I can see you judging me. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's only... Okay, I felt like there was the whole... All right, all right, all right. No, I mean, there's probably 25 or 30 episodes right now because they're only in the second okay. season. Yeah. Okay. Put that judgment away. Oh, that's away. not bad at all. <laughs> so not bad at all. Now that I have finished catching up on that, which new episodes come out on Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays, I always listen to the next episode. Bridget, do you want to know something cute? What? I've been listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> I know. But here's the thing. Okay. The past, Is it just because you miss me? Would you just stop? Okay. The past, I don't know, <laughs> eight or so episodes of ours, we had pre-recorded back in like February. Okay. So it's been yeah. a long time since I've actually heard them. It's so it's been nice minute. just to go back and kind of remind myself of them. So yes, that is something that I've been doing and it brings me joy, whether it's dorky or not, Bridget. Okay. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> and it's just been something that has really worked for me in terms of not only like physically feeling good, but also mentally feeling good and emotionally feeling good. So Bridget, how about you? Yeah. I feel like I want to share my podcast favorites right now. Oh. Which one of them is not, it's like not a new one, but it's one that I do really, really enjoy. And while like Michelle is like the bubbly and the fun and the lighthearted one, I'm going to go super dark. (laughs) Well, I listen to those (laughs) too, but not, not lately. So I have still really been enjoying True Crime Obsessed, which I love them. It is um, two people and they basically watch like documentaries like crime documentaries and they recap the documentaries guys it is so funny like they make it absolutely hilarious and i love them so i watch them or listen to them and then i've also started listening to dateline <laughs> i don't trent got me into listening to dateline and i just love it like i love i love like the the very deep voice that the the guy has. It's fantastic. It just like soothes me. I don't know. Like I fall asleep with murder on in the background. It's really bad. <laughs> Hold on. You mean Dateline like the show? Like yeah. is it a podcast version of the show? <gasps> yeah. Basically. I didn't know this existed. Oh yeah. Oh. It's really bad. And they have 48 hours too. So you can totally get into that one. <laughs> Oh, so I, here's a little fun fact during the summertime, like when I'm at home and Billy goes off to work, I have always loved watching like Dateline episodes and then 2020, like those have been my favorite things to watch. The best, hands down the best. So I've been loving those. They're fantastic. Okay. So now I'm going to share the one personal thing that has really been working for me. Um, And this is going to actually piggyback off of the one that I said for online teaching. And it's creating check-ins for my own kids to help them develop a routine and consistency with getting their work done. Now, let me kind of give you guys a bit of a backstory, okay? 
So at the beginning of all of this, we're all kind of starting to roll out our distance learning and we were getting our kids set up with where we wanted their Zoom calls to be because we live in a different district than I teach in. The district that I live in has chosen to do Zoom calls for every single class. So they would have instruction with the with their teacher through the Zoom call. Now in kindergarten, obviously they're not going to do that all day long. They have a morning meeting for about 30 minutes and then they're done. And that's at 10 o'clock. But then they have a Google Classroom that they have to complete different activities for the day. And then Ian, who's in seventh grade, he has periods because he's in middle school. So he would have to go based off of his periods. And I think there is like seven or eight periods in a day. And so he would be on and off, on and off the Zoom calls. So I live in a little house, like it's not a very big house. Um, and so we're kind of like all kind on all on top of each other with all of our Zooms and meetings and everything that we ended up doing. So we had to kind of develop a really good routine. But here's the thing. I felt as though we kind of started strong and then we all started to kind of fall off. Like Blaine was doing good, obviously, with his Zoom call because we were the ones that were getting him on Zoom. But then we would kind of fall short when it came to making sure that he was doing some of his assignments. And then Ian started to kind of fall off the wagon as far as, you know, remembering to turn in assignments, which this is, you know, the life of a middle schooler. It's hard for them to, you know, be accountable. And that school just has kind of a different philosophy than what I'm used to and how I teach. So I felt as though that we really needed to kind of build in some check-ins and we had to build in some of those routines. So for Blaine, what we did is we would allow him to have his free time in the morning. So we told him, you're going to have free time. So I did it kind of by chunks. We had his free time. He would get on his Zoom call. And as soon as he was done with his Zoom call, he would watch the read aloud video that his teacher would post in Google Classroom. After the read aloud video, we would do one reading activity, one one writing activity and one math activity. All in all, it probably lasted, including the Zoom call, an hour and a half, which is not bad for a kindergartner. And then my son would do different things that we would have for out throughout the day that were more like fun activities, playing outside, creative activities, those sorts of things. Now, Ian, he had to do something a little bit different because his schedule is kind of wonky. Like sometimes his teachers would meet with him. Sometimes they wouldn't. They would post it and he would just kind of check. And so it was always that that playing that game of, okay, what Zoom calls are you, do you have to do today? Like, what do you need to get done today? And he would say, well, I have to look on I have to look on, you know, my my Schoology account because they use Schoology as well. And so. Um, he would look and he, it would, it's like a day by day thing, which is really irritating at the, like, I, I just don't like it. I don't like their system and how they're doing it, but whatever, it's their, their choice. So he would then, we kind of got him into the habit of creating like a, a Google doc. And I would say, all right, every morning you need to go into Schoology and I want you to copy and paste all of your assignments into one Google Doc. And so then he would do that. He would show it to me. And as we went through the day, he would, you know how you can do the strike through where you can strike through the text? Yes. It's one of my favorite tools to use on Google I Docs. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So he uses strike through to be able to strike through all of the tasks that he completes. And so we also made it to a point where he had certain check-ins as far as his um, grades. So we had two days a week on Wednesday. 
Wednesdays and on Fridays where we would check his grades to make sure that he was submitting the assignments that he needed to submit. So it just kind of worked for us, but it took us some time to kind of develop that routine, but we needed it and he needed to have that accountability because Obviously, he's not with his teachers who would kind of hold him accountable. And we were kind of in our own little world trying to figure out our own pieces. And so it was a lot of things going on. But once we developed that, I think it was really, really nice. So we had very specific things that we would do with the kids on certain days. And it made it easier for us in general. Yeah, I'm so happy you shared that because I know there are so many parents most likely listening to this podcast who are going to have to figure this out, even if you're done you know, this school year, there is a very real possibility that this is going to go into the fall. And I think finding a schedule that works for you and your family is a necessity. And I said works for you and your family because Bridget's schedule most likely won't work for your family. Everyone's situation is different, but you have to take the idea of creating a schedule and just adapt it to fit your needs. Okay, guys, so we hope that you have enjoyed listening in to what has really worked for us as we've kind of gone through this journey of this new normal with both online teaching and some of our personal lives and some of our own personal endeavors. And so take what it is that you feel as though you want to give it a try. Give it a good solid try. And I usually tell people like I would give it a couple of weeks at least. Like don't try to do something for a day and say nope doesn't work for me. You really do have to kind of give it a shot a little bit at a time. Unless it's the green juice. In that case, you can take one sip and throw it in the trash. (laughs) All right. But this is a green juice that we're talking about. (laughs) We would love for you to share what you are going to try on our website. So go ahead and head over to www.teachingonthedouble.com. You can leave a comment on this podcast episode to let us know what you are trying. And while you're on our website, go ahead and submit your own TSH. What has been your biggest time-sucking hurdle lately? Go ahead and let us know for a chance to be featured on a future episode. And we're going to ask one more favor, okay? I hope we're not asking too much. We would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps our podcast be able to reach more people. Bridget's probably going to tell me that this is dorky, but I don't care. I wake up in the morning and one of the first things I typically do is I open up Apple Podcasts and I go to our podcast and I look to see if there's any new reviews. And when there is, like, I just get so excited about it. So if you want to make me happy, go leave us a review. (laughs) That's funny. All right, guys. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.